if we lived in the same neighborhood, we would constantly be like, like looking out our windows on the phone with each other. Yeah, I'm like, Elizabeth, did you see that strange man that got up Egg's house or car? Like, what's I'd going be on like, here? what? Run over to my window. I'll be right there. Stop, don't go without me. Oh uh, my God. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Art of Costume. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I'm your friendly suburban husband, house husband, Spencer Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. You would make such a good house husband, Spencer. Do you know what? I've been pitching that to so many people lately. (laughs) I, you know, somebody will take the pitch one day. And, like, you are going to have the house cleaned, the dinners made. If there are children, you will have, like, you'll put, you'll be the house husband who puts, like, little notes in their lunches. Like, you got them, champ. (laughs) Your daughter will absolutely be (laughs) submitted to all the toddler and tiara. (laughs) Oh, yes. Definitely. That We've talked about that before off camera. You have. Definitely. You've talked about that a lot. (laughs) You want to be a pageant dad. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone. Welcome back. It's been a little while, Elizabeth, since I've seen you, actually. Happy happy holidays. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. What's been going on? Thank you. I I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I went up to Portland, Maine, spent it with my sister. So it's just like very, very chill, a little too cold. But, you know, it is like farther up north (laughs) to be expected. No, I had a really good time, and now I'm back at home, and I'm ready to decorate for Christmas. Make some cookies, Spencer. I can't believe you have it decorated already. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I got a tree. Oh, she has a little baby tree in the background. That's I so do cute. have a little baby tree, but I love your tree. I like that you did Nightmare Before Christmas again. Yeah, that's what I always do. I'm not going to change it up. <laughs> Actually, my dad saw it and he was like, oh, wow, all these ornaments are like stuff that you like. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's shocking. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been busy. I, I For Thanksgiving, I think we talked about it. I went to Disneyland for, um, oh, do it. Scratch no, that. No, you didn't. Scratch that. That was Lexi in the Hunger Games episode. <laughs> Daniel scratched that out. <laughs> you went to Disney without So me? I went to Disneyland on Thanksgiving and it was crazy fun. Uh, actually yeah. wasn't as packed. So it worked out. 
Yeah, I imagine so. That um, sounds like so much fun. Oh yeah, my gosh. and I got instead of like regular Thanksgiving food, I had multiple corn dogs. The limit did not exist on corn dogs. Disney has better food than corn dogs, Spencer. Um, I, Disney has like nice restaurants. I did bake, you not? Yeah, of course. But the corn dogs. Are you serious right now? Yes, I've never had a Disney corn dog though, so maybe oh, I shouldn't. That's where it's at. <laughs> okay, these Disneyland corn dogs are where it's at. Right? I'm sure mm, everyone at okay. home right now. People are probably pulling over their cars right now for this conversation. <laughs> Disneyland corn dog really hits. Um, I did want to go to the new Princess Tiana's place, but um, my oh, is family... that open over there? Yeah, it's open, but my family didn't want to go. That spicy food too spicy for them. So corn dogs it was, bon appetit, and it was still worth it. So better than turkey. Mm. Yeah. I will say though, so the turkey we have is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So we go to my sister's neighbors. They host a whole bunch of like people. And the husband, first off, they smoke the turkey. Oh, nice. Because they have a smokehouse. So they smoke the turkey. And then and then he deep fries it. Oh, like, like in the big old boiling <laughs> pot that I see on TikTok. Yes, I want to do that yes. so bad. Man. He, he does it. Come, come up and visit next next Thanksgiving. Is it good, though? We'll go up like together. I just, I've always... On TikTok, they never show the end result. They just show the turkey being lowered into the vat of oil. I never see the end result. No. <laughs> It's really good. And like the smoking like gives it like a nice a nice flavor. Man. Um it's not as moist as like someone who's like really paid attention to their turkey in the oven and like <laughs> basted yeah. it correctly and everything. Right. Um but it's like it's not like it it like has like a nice even like mm. texture. It's not gotcha. it's not super dry. Which last year, that's what I was worried about. I was like, is this, this doesn't seem right. And then it was really good. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, but no, that's fun. Oh, that he, he's so like good. out there like all day. Yeah. Uh, we can't stop talking about food. I feel like I'm going to freak out. Um, <laughs> well, uh, we've been busy, busy. Uh, we've, yes. you know, the, so many new costume nerds. This morning we had a meeting because we got our... Uh, results are annual, you know, Spotify wrapped happened, yeah. which by the way, we're going to talk about that in a second. But for the podcast, we did very, very well uh, this year. I'd be 80% of our audience is new as of 2023, yes, which is thank crazy. Thank you all for joining us. That's uh, so exciting. Like, I knew we had grown a lot and we'd gotten like so many new listeners, and I was like, oh, this is exciting. And then, like, to see the numbers of it on our wrapped, I was like, this is incredible. Like you all like, thank you so much. It's really crazy and wonderful. Yeah. It blew my mind. I texted uh, Daniel and Elizabeth immediately upon waking up. <laughs> but before we get into the subject first, what did your Spotify raft look like? It's okay. It this is a like... safe space. <laughs> it looked like I'm an absolute Swifty. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looked like. We it looked it. like I'm a top 1% Swifty, which I did, didn't know was happening through that's, the year. <laughs> that's dangerous levels of Swiftiness. I know. I, Spencer, I didn't even know it was happening. <laughs> we, we all knew Elizabeth. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's fair. I've talked about it a lot this year. <laughs> yeah. um, unfortunately for me, my Spotify wrapped. The first two songs were sung by Baby Billy Freeman from the Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> Probably thanks to this podcast. So when you told me like, oh, I'm listening to the Righteous Gemstones, like when we were doing the episode, I was like, oh, okay, because I feel like a lot of times when there's like music you really like in like a movie or a show we do, I feel like you'll listen to it for like a week or two and then you'll like move on to other things. And now I'm sitting here like, how often are you listening to Baby Billy? <laughs> I, I was... That it was your top two songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> I stopped like... though. It's been a while. That's why it really caught me off guard. I mean, it hasn't completely stopped, but it's mostly stopped. Um, yeah, that was pretty awkward. Well, I'm glad that that happened. Elizabeth, mm -hmm. today is a special day. It is. This is our 100th episode of the Art of Costume yes. podcast. Yes, it is. On our first holiday episode of the season. Could not have worked out better unless it was the very last episode of our season, which would have worked out better. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> we don't make the rules. Uh, yeah, we don't kind of. But <laughs> we don't always count. Well, if I'm being honest, <laughs> well, we did have a very long strike, which kind of moved our schedule along, which, by the yeah. way, the strikes have come to resolution yeah. since the last time we talked also. So this is on. This is literally the first time we've recorded an episode and talk since the strikes ended which i'm like Oof. yeah i'm so glad so glad to hear it and i'm glad that everyone was able to stick together and see this thing through to end and you know this doesn't mean a lot of people are going to get back to work right away a lot of people have yeah. been out of jobs for 12 13 months so um through it all the art of costume podcast is here for you all and i hope everyone gets to get back to work soon so Absolutely. Yeah. And the contract's not signed yet. So just wherever you can help people, help them. Right, right, right. Well, all right, Elizabeth, what are we watching for our 100th podcast episode? Spencer, we are returning to a classic of two of our favorites. This week, we watched Tim Burton's Edward Scissorhands. Yay. I'm so excited. I'm also excited because I pitched Elizabeth months ago to watch Edward Scissorhands for our holiday month. And I I said it was a holiday movie, but then when I went to watch it, I actually was like, I hope it's a holiday movie. And it, I enough. think it was. It's, an, it's enough of a holiday movie. It's definitely like they're getting ready for the holidays in that movie. Yeah. And we're currently in the stage of getting ready for the holidays. Yeah. So I'm like, it coincided well. Yeah, I it, read, but, someone said it was like your alternative goth Christmas movie. And I was like, all right, yeah, that's that checks out. So Yeah, no, that absolutely works. Um, <laughs> yeah, I bet it has been so long since I actually watched this movie. Like, mm -hmm. and I like, it just hit like so different. For me this yeah. time where because I think I think I was in high school the last time I watched it. Dang. And I I just remember it being like much more fun and whimsical. <laughs> <laughs> and then I I watched it. And I don't know if me being in airport had anything to do with this, but I was like, I am sad now. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
<laughs> like, it was much more sad to me. And I feel like that's kind of the point of it because it's very much like the Frankenstein, like, mm-hmm. you know, a person people don't really understand comes, tries to do good things, and then it all gets turned back against them. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like... No. Yeah, I've always said that okay. Edward Scissorhands is a bummer movie. <laughs> it like is. it has some really comedic parts and it's vibrant, uh, but it is overall a bummer. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's sad to watch, you know, I mean, it ends with him being chased away into his castle, which is definitely a bummer, but there are lots of parts about this movie that I enjoy. It's been a while since I've seen it too. And, you know, I'm a diehard Tim Burton fan. Um, I, I watched it a lot when I was a kid, I grew up on this movie. So it was nice to kind of return home, uh, return home with this movie a little bit. Yeah. It's, I mean, Colleen Atwood, this is, I believe her first collaboration with Tim Burton or one of, I believe it is the first. Yeah. Yeah. Mars attacks came out later in the nineties. This was like. This is early 90s, right? I think Edward Scissorhands came out like 1990. Hold on. <laughs> uh, not Edward Norton. <laughs> yeah, 1990. Edward okay. Scissorhands. Cool. Um, uh, yeah, this is one <laughs> their first collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And before we jump behind the costume, Spencer, do you want to give us a summary? Sure. <clears throat> A scientist builds an animated human being, the gentle Edward. The scientist dies before he can finish assembling Edward, though leaving the young man with a freakish appearance, accentuated by the scissor blades he has instead of hands. Loving suburban saleswoman Peg discovers Edward and takes him home, where he falls for Peg's teenage daughter. However, despite his kindness and artistic talent, Edward's hands make him an outcast. And that is Edward Scissorhands. Mm. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> After yeah. all of that, Edward's still an outcast because of his cool hands. I know. And because he likes a girl. Because he's yeah. <laughs> like, he just can't win. Yeah, poor Edward. <laughs> I really do feel so bad for him. Going behind the costumes, obviously we have director Tim Burton and costume designer Colleen Atwood, who oh, yeah. we love on this podcast. We've done a lot of Colleen episodes this year, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like not not on purpose because like we plan things out, yeah. but we don't plan things out that well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we also didn't expect her to be on the podcast this year. So. No, that was that was a fun surprise. Yeah. Yeah, because we did our Wednesday episode, and then they were like, hey, do you want to interview? And we were like, well, yeah, of course. Obviously. Um, <laughs> but if you this is, if this is your first time joining us, if you are one of our new listeners and have not li- heard one of our other Colleen Atwood episodes before, here are just a couple of her notable works. We have The Silence of the Lambs, Mars Attacks, Little Women from 1994, for which she got an Oscar nomination, Big Fish, Memoirs of a Geisha, for which she got an Oscar win. Here it comes, here it comes. <laughs> My Chemical Romances, Welcome to the Black Parade music video. <laughs> Sweeney Todd, Alice in Wonderland, for which she got another Oscar win. 
Uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Oscar Win, Wednesday, and The Little Mermaid uh, live action from this year. And I believe she's currently on set right now for Beetlejuice 2. And I am going to be on that like a hawk when it comes out. Absolutely. Uh, I also left off Chicago for some reason. Oh, my gosh. Elizabeth. <laughs> Which yeah. was her first Oscar win. <laughs> oh, man. Which... I was reading through and I was like, when I got to Memoirs of the Geisha, I was like, something's missing here. Yeah, that's right. How could we forget Chicago? Well, it's not our fault that she has so many Oscars and nominations. So Yeah, like I like this is like there are so many designers and, like, a lot of times, like, their notable works, like, their big ones, it's, like, okay, they're, like, very obvious. Mm-hmm. And costume designers are workers. Like, they work on a lot. Yeah. So there's usually, like, a ton of stuff that, like, I've never even heard of. But, like, Colleen Atwood, it's, like, one after the other. Like, y- you know. Yeah. You know what it is. <laughs> well. Uh, well, moving on. Um, Colleen talked about getting the job through her friendship with Bo. Welch, she said, I'd worked with Bo Welch, the production designer on Joe versus the Volcano, right before Edward Scissorhands. I think initially on Edward Scissorhands, they were going to bring the British designer Bob Ringwood from Batman, Mm. and then they couldn't get the paperwork for him. (laughs) And so they were looking for a costume designer, and Bo recommended me, and I went to meet with Tim. I was sitting there talking to him. And we weren't even talking about the movie. We were just talking, and he said, So, do you want to do the movie? He hired me in the room, and that's kind of the only time that's ever happened in my life. Usually, they're like, well, we'll get back to you, and then they call you a couple days later or not. But Tim and I just immediately had a sort of strange connectivity in the sort of things that we gravitated towards visually. I don't know how to really describe it, but it was an instant sort of connectivity and sort of comfort with each other. And we've known each other uh, since then. I It's been a long friendship and collaboration. Aww. And it has. This is, this is literally a 30-year collaboration. Yeah, I mean... 30-plus Th- year collaboration between the two of them. I've said this many times on podcasts, but Colleen Atwood and Tim Burton have essentially been, like, the foundations of my life as, like, yeah. a person growing up in terms of what I gravitate toward visually, artistically, in terms of music, you know, because I also work with Danny Elfman a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, just uh, film-wise, television-wise, it's always come back to Colleen and uh, Tim Burton for me, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that relationship, it's it's changed uh, aspect of the industry, actually. Like, they have yeah. a huge imprint on history in terms of film and television. Oh, yeah, especially just the very unique style they've come up with together. Yeah. It's just that there's nothing else like it. And I, I feel like for millennials in particular, like, we were really growing up with Tim Burton, like, Mm -hmm. as all of these, like, iconic films were coming out. And, I mean, he kind of, like, revived stop motion a little bit, and we were watching those as they came out. Like, 
I'm like, I think after, like, Lord of the Rings, this is, like, one of the most, like, the two of them are, like, some of the most formative artists in my life that I connected with. Right. Oh, man. Well, I'm so excited to get into this film. I love Edward Scissorhands, and there's a lot of great costumes, so let's get into it. Are you ready to take a car trip around this cute little suburban town? Oh, I know I'm ready to meet with my local Avon representative, Spencer. <laughs> okay, well, I just got to get this out of the way. Elizabeth, this character and you have such strong similarities. It is uncanny. I cannot stop thinking about it. <laughs> like the entire time. You and Peg played by the great Diane uh, Weist. Uh, so good. You know, I'll take it. <laughs> You're even wearing the same glasses right now. We are, which I just noticed when you said that. And like my hair, like it's lost its texture from the day. So it's very like swooped like in yeah. towards my face. <laughs> uh, but I love oh, that's Peg. Funny. I've always uh, that opening scene where she has the cute pillbox type hat. So adorable. And that color. Yeah. Uh, One thing I love about Edward Scissorhands is the use of color uh, because, and I've, I know I've talked about this on a podcast, but when people think of Tim Burton, they always think of the black and white stripe, right? Which we saw in Beetlejuice or Sweeney Todd is very like black and white. Uh, But Tim Burton and Colleen Atwood are very deliberate with their use of color. And I think Edward Scissorhands is probably the best example of that where they use color where it makes sense to help tell a story. Look at the castle Edward lives in. It's very dark. Look at the suburban neighborhood, which is actually where all the evil is. It's very colorful. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And talking about the neighborhood, I kind of love it. Like, first off, the fact that there's just this giant mountain with, like, a big-ass castle on the top. (laughs) Like, how did that get there? Why did someone decide to just put this, like very manufactured community below it right (laughs) like what is happening here but i i also kind of love because i like they don't really say when edward scissorhands is set Mm -hmm. it's very like post world war ii like oh the like american dream like yeah go get your suburban home and your car and like your 2.5 kids but like there's just like a drained it's almost like it's been drained of like that energy yeah and it's like it it's just makes it like all so much more sinister to me yeah it's uh to me it's very timeless and sinister is a good way to uh, say it it reminds me of a lot our very first episode this season was talking about don't worry darling where it yeah. was very timeless and you didn't understand what era this was it could be modern it could be we don't know. And I think this has the same exact feel where it just something just feels wrong about this neighborhood. As an adult now, I really appreciate how creepy this neighborhood was and how yes. all the neighbors calling each other, which, by, by the way, I love. I totally would do. Yeah. If um, we lived in the same neighborhood, we would constantly be like, 
like looking out our windows on the phone with each other. Yeah, I'm like, Elizabeth, did you see that strange man that got out Peg's house or car? <laughs> like, what's I'd going be on like, here? what? Run over to my window. <laughs> I'll be right there. Stop, don't go without me. <laughs> oh, uh, my gosh. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. so fun. It's so visually interesting. There's so much yeah. storytelling happening without much really happening, honestly. It's just a guy who comes to a neighborhood and he's just interesting to people. That's the entire yeah. movie. And, well, it's all like, it all happens because Peg decides to go try and sell some Avon to the scary house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was so funny. Because it's like, she's like, I'm like, clearly like, Jackie Kennedy is like, your spirit animal here. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you said, the pillbox hat, like the the cute little like two-piece um skirt suit like it's all like perfect 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 like polished yeah but she's like i'm gonna go up to that scary place like i'm not afraid like let's go do it yeah business is tough <laughs> yeah and like i love when she's just like this bright little like pink housewife like wandering through this like dark creepy castle yeah it's almost like she doesn't even notice. <laughs> yeah. And then she finds Edward. She's just right away like, oh, you need to be taken care of. Come, let me take care of you. Yeah, I have a cream for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, let's talk about Edward. I mean, talking yeah. about an iconic costume. I'm pretty bummed because they have one of the Edward Scissorhands costumes at the Cami Museum right now. And what? I was just there and I should have got like some pictures just for yeah. this podcast. And it, I totally it just uh, missed my mind. But let's talk about it. Yeah. So Edward Scissorhands was a character created by Tim Burton in one of his fabulous sketches. And Colleen talked to Yahoo Entertainment about it. She said... Tim has these drawers full of people that he draws because he's such a great characterist. And Edward Scissorhands was really his vision and his character from when he was in art school. Mm. So the first time I saw Tim's take on Edward Scissorhands, which was a few lines with a big head of hair <laughs> and the hands, not specifically nor tightly drawn, but just in a special way that I immediately sensed that this was a character that had so much heart and spirit, so much human spirit, but was still an outsider, obviously. Which is the heartbreaking part about Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, he really is a guy with just such a big heart, you know? he. Mm -hmm. I, I love how quickly he adapts to wanting to, like, help the people in his adopted family. It's... It's so beautiful, and I love Tim Burton's sketches. Every time we do a Colleen at, uh, Atwood episode, I'm so excited to see the sketches, and the Edward Scissorhands one does not disappoint. No, and th they're absolutely gorgeous, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, that's totally, like, you can see so many of the elements from, like, the stand-up collar with, like, all the little, like, loops and buckles yeah. It's like she was like, okay, I know what you want and just went out and made it. Right. I love the actual costume. It is so cool. And it's also so complicated. I don't understand yeah. how he gets in and out of this thing. No. But Because it's very, there's buckles 
all over. There's something all over this costume and it feels very patched together, which is the point. And just looking at, even in person, I've looked at it and I'm just like, what is happening here? But it's so beautiful and elaborate and very kind of goth and a little sci-fi and very edgy. Uh, it's almost like an armor, which is interesting because he wears it underneath shirts a lot. So it's almost like he has his armor underneath his shirt, which is yeah, possibly a cool note. <laughs> which I mean, he's got to have it because people just will not <laughs> give him a chance no. half the time. <laughs> um, and as you said, this is a very intricate piece. And Colleen talked about it saying, we only made two Edward Scissorhands costumes. We shot in South Florida, oh, which boy. was really hot. And there were so many things about the costume and compiling out of all these old pieces of leather that were really tricky. And it was hard to find someone that understood what I wanted. And I finally found this tailor who had done work for the ballet, and he knew how to get what I wanted with the super skinny legs and to actually construct the costume, which was a huge win for me at that point in history before all the stretches were in place that we have today. South Florida. I, oh my gosh. He was sweating in that thing. It's all leather. <laughs> That's so much. It's all leather. Oh, and it's like, man. it's like, of course it was all like, they didn't, we know this from our matrix episode. They didn't really have high quality synthetic leather <laughs> yeah back in the 90s like can you imagine calling atwood trying to explain this costume to you as a tailor because she said she struggled to find someone who was able to do this and i don't yeah. think it's because of skill they're probably like you want me to do what now <laughs> yeah <laughs> when she's like when the person who did it when it's like oh he this guy was from the ballet i'm like okay that makes sense which like ballet costumes are generally like very tight to the skin yeah so i'm like okay that's why this person understood what she needed mm -hmm. uh for the costume because it is like like today i i don't think i probably like some of the like outer elements would be made out of real leather but i think a designer most times would probably just use like a really nice like stretchy yeah. vinyl yeah. that had that same look Cause it, 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 I can imagine how hard it was to get it that close. Cause leather, I've made like leather pants, and it is not, <laughs> it is not an easy endeavor. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, also, uh, Entertainment Weekly, and this is like so. <laughs> I, if I remember correctly, this quote is from around the time Edward Scissorhands was released, and it just reminded me, like, if you try to go back, like more than 10 years like you can find almost nothing <laughs> yeah. about <laughs> costumes like even if it was from a really popular movie or like the piece itself because this whole like edward scissorhands look is a super popular well-known like costume like you'll find but you'll find almost no information about it from the time right also i mean if we think about it's colleen's first collaboration with tim burton Mm -hmm. And Tim Burton was not the director he is now at that point. Like he, yeah. he was starting to put out some good stuff for sure. He's done Batman. He's done Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, but he's not exactly like Tim Burton at that point. 
Uh, no, so, he's not. Yeah, there's not so much information about this movie, which is was shocking to me when I found out when we met today. Yeah, and there's really not. And the only other piece of information I have about the entire movie is this quote from uh, Entertainment Weekly where she says she pulled a lot of inspiration from uh, the 19th century in terms of, like, the hardware you see on Edward's costume. I can see that, like, almost steampunky yeah. oh, inspiration. Yeah. But before ste- it was before steampunk was even a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pre-steampunk. But, yeah, I get it. It's like a... I totally see that. It's It does feel like it's made of a lot of different parts, uh, like you said. So very interesting. I love this costume. It's so iconic. And, uh, you know, I definitely want to have Colleen on a podcast again one day. And I feel like we have 102 questions. So we almost just need to have, we got to get some information on some of these movies. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, not one question I will absolutely ask her is, so we just talked about Edward's like whole suit, whole leather suit, which like you said, he wears throughout the entire rest of the film as either like armor just cause he's comfortable in it. But I'm like, is that also his skin? Yeah, I don't know. Cause like he is a machine. Like he's not yeah. technically not human. I honestly couldn't tell you (laughs) that would be a question i have because he wears clothes over that so i'm like they're in south florida he's wearing this suit and then he was putting clothes on top of that i mean he should be he could be like a mass singer character at this point with all the stuff he's wearing and like i'm just thinking he was probably also wearing stuff like underneath the the leather because i'm sure he sweat like nobody's business oh yeah and i'm like you can't just have that like you got to have something to catch that. It can't just like go onto the leather and like distort it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this time around, I noticed something really cool in a costume I'd never seen before, but that's probably because we've been doing a podcast about costume design for three years now. Um, the suspenders he wears over his shirt, they're held together by little bobby pins. So <gasps> Because cool. he breaks them the first time he <laughs> yeah, wears them. I never oh. noticed that. That's such a cool little note because it's very... It's very punk and edgy, you know, yeah. but it's just them trying to hold the suspender together. That's such a cool little note. That's amazing. And Peggy would totally do that. Like, oh, it's okay. I got I got some bobby pins. We'll fix that right up. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> such a bummer watching him cut himself all the time and him yeah. watching him trying to eat food and drink water. And <laughs> so sad. I just, I felt wrong watching it. Honestly, I was like, this is right? depressing. <laughs> like, like that first time he's at dinner, I'm like, can't you, can't you do something for Can him? Can someone feed like, him, please? <laughs> Right? <laughs> right? And then I'm like, how was he feeding himself before? I'm confused. But, but you're right. Maybe he's a machine. He doesn't need to eat. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Lots what of I do know is the inventor looked rather dashing. Wow. Played by the legendary <laughs> Vincent Price. Uh, mm-hmm. I love his costume. I don't think I ever noticed it before, but I really love it because this is what I imagined for myself one day. It's kind of like a little, it's a suit, but the scarf is what really pulls me together. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. It's just a giant ascot. With, yeah. I think he has like a little brooch on it, right? Yeah, it looks like it. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, he's, he could tell that this was a good guy. I wish he would have yeah. 
uh, sped up his process a little bit and helping Edward with his hands. I'm but, like, maybe the hand should have been like the first thing. I don't know. That's just And me. then we'll do poetry, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great costume. <laughs> and it was so because like he's like he's this man living in his gothic mansion all by him slow lonesome just like making cookies apparently goals 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 uh, like <laughs> would love to just do that <laughs> but it's like i love how cheerful he still is he's still very content and he's just like oh let me make myself a little a friend a son like yeah. let me just make a wonderful person he's living a dream life but perhaps he needed an assistant just in case something were to happen Anyway, like, oh, hey, in case I, you know, die before I finish Edward, here's what you do. Yeah, uh... <laughs> well, at least at first, the people of the town, though, are loving Edward's skills. Man, that barbecue scene when he's kebabbing up all those vegetables and the women right? cannot get enough of him. I That's probably my favorite scene of the whole movie. It's so good. I'm obsessed so with funny. all of the neighborhood women. It, they are so funny. <laughs> and I do also love how Edward just looks at something and then decides like, oh, wait, I know how to do this and do it really well. Right. <laughs> like... <laughs> From, like, the head trimming to, like, making, like, kebabs on the grill, like, cutting hair, being a dog groomer, like. I sculptures suddenly. Yeah. I also love how, like, just all the women dress in color blocking. It's like so cool. Or in, like, monochromatic fashion. Um, I can't get enough of it, especially on my favorite Joyce played by she's your favorite <laughs> played by Kathy Baker. Come on, Elizabeth. She you was have... not my favorite. What? Joyce was great. Okay, yeah, there was that little moment where she was trying to seduce Edward Scissor Hands, but poor before... Edward Scissor Hands. And then maligns his name after it doesn't go her way. <laughs> <laughs> She was sure Spencer. <laughs> I love her costumes. She is hot, hot. And I just Yeah. <laughs> she is definitely like the style icon of the neighborhood. Oh yeah. Like she she's she's getting vogue and reading like Marie Claire and like making sure she gets to the mall on a regular basis. Joyce is an inspiration. She should be on like every costume designer mood board. Honestly, I love that one where she is bringing Edward lemonade and Edward throws up because he was drinking, not lemonade the night before. Uh, she's, <laughs> oh my gosh. When the dad's like, <laughs> it's lemonade. And it's like, sir. <laughs> uh, Joyce is wearing like, it looks like a transparent apron or something. And I just thought that was so edgy and cool. It is so cool. And I couldn't, cause I, cause I thought it was a house coat at first or like a house dress. Yeah. But I'm like, you wouldn't wear that outside. So I was also like, what is this? Mm -hmm. And like the way it's paired with the sunglasses, I was like, that is, that is pretty flawless. Right. Um, and then her final, not her final look, but the one she wears to seduce Mr. Scissorhands, uh, that's a good dress too. I love that look. And when it she has that, that hair that he does, first of all, Edward does some great hair for everyone. 
He does. He that does. hair to me is one of the like most iconic wigs I could ever think of. And honestly, I think you could pull it off, Elizabeth. I think I could pull it off. It's like Just... an asymmetric, I don't know. Bob. Bob thing. Yeah, I do. I was thinking I need to get my hair cut. So yeah, well, maybe you need to find a maybe. guy who has scissors for hands. I'll just go to my hairdresser. It's fine. Um, <laughs> no, that is great. And it's like the teal of that ensemble and just like all the parts to it. Yeah. It's, I'm like, this is a lot, Joyce, but you're working it. I, Joyce, I love you. Don't listen to the haters. Okay, Spencer. <laughs> um, But we have Kim... Played by the lovely Winona Ryder, who was not in this film as much as I thought she was. Right. (laughs) I definitely thought she was in it more. I love Kim and I love her costumes. I love that they're really kind of playing into that teenager aspect for her. And there's a lot of color blocking to it, but it's not as like in depth as the ladies of this neighborhood, I would say. No. And it has a very like 19... 50s almost like vibe to it i would say especially with like the cheerleader uniform and like the little the pink jumper she wears with the white top like it's all like matching like sets yeah and like very like like teen girl Mm -hmm. and i just i don't know i just got like that like 1950s vibe but she's like such a normal teenager yeah I like the one that she wears. It's kind of like the red skirt and it has uh, the straps go over the white top that she's wearing when she's watching the TV show. Um, I, that's I thought that was pink. Well, red, pink. I don't know. Uh, regardless, it looks great. That's probably my it favorite does. one of hers. Well, except for the one, which we'll talk about in a little bit. We will. I also, I'm really partial to her little, like her little crop top. Mm-hmm. and skirt the like yellow set i'm like that is that is like very now as well yeah she is now that you mention it kim is very contemporary like we would see kim today um, yeah um i will say though kim's best look is her christmas dress yeah that one is a banger I love this dress. It is beautiful. And this is also another iconic dress. I think everyone knows this costume, which is why I was surprised we really couldn't find much information on it. Yeah. Um, But that buckle that's on the top left part of her dress is so uh, interesting. It really, that's like the calling that would flare in that costume, I would say. And I love just like, like how it contrasts her from Edward. And like, I will say... Well, I was telling you this earlier. I thought there was a lot more romance in this movie before mm-hmm. the last like 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, when are the two of them going to like get together? Oh, right before he has to go hide in his castle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, she tells him she loves him, which I thought was an interesting choice. Yeah. Poor, teenagers though yeah teenagers yeah yeah that makes sense um yeah yeah i love this dress i love the use of color um because it's a very dark especially when she's outside watching edward cut the ice sculpture and she's dancing in the snow you would think it'd be hard to pull off this white dress because it's very dark and lots of white already but the contrast between edward wearing the black and her 
beautiful orange hair. This dress just really comes to life, and it's definitely it one of my favorites. And with this beautiful piece, we have come to the end of Edward Scissorhands. Oh, man. Uh, Elizabeth, I think I need to take a break so I could think of my one costume ruled them all. I know. Me too. Hi, this is Dan, audio engineer of the podcast, here to let you know that if you wanted to support the show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy some awesome Tee Public merch with the podcast logo, such as a shirt, coffee mug, stickers, and of course, a baby onesie. Thanks for all your support. play the absolute greatest game to ever be invented for the 100th time well i guess we did play a hundred times but for i don't know do you want to play one costume rule them all <laughs> yes it's definitely we were not doing this at first um yes daniel hit it the one costume to rule them all Spencer, what's your one costume to rule them all? So since we've been bending the rules a lot lately with this game, I've decided to go with a set of costumes, which is the absolute unit of all of these suburban wife costumes all coming together, all in their monochromatic costumes or color blocked or whatnot. Because to me, it's like this neighborhood works like a hive mind. Almost. Yes. <laughs> so it just feels like they all work together. Remember when we interviewed Louis Cicada about a uh, cabinet of curiosities, we talked yeah. about that one eighties inspired episode and he called yes. those ladies, the, the fish tank or the aquarium. Yeah. I'm like, this is the OG fish tank slash aquarium is the suburban yes. <laughs> housewives of Edward Scissorhands. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is so true. Oh goodness. I love that, Spencer. And what about you? I'm dying oh, to man. know. My one costume to rule them all is Edward's just like leather suit because like iconic grew up with it. Yeah. Like it's the piece of this movie. Like his costume is like the set piece. Yeah. 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 For all of this. Yeah. Seeing the costume and Edward Scissor hands felt like we we're seeing like an old friend, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's Man. like, I also just loved learning more about it. Like getting the inside scoop about putting it together. And right. Tim Burton's like incredible sketch that inspired everything else. I just, I had no idea this was filmed in Florida. How miserable that must have been right? for Johnny Depp specifically. Uh, yeah. I would have assumed it was just, it would, it was just like on a back lot somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's what I always thought. <laughs> well, 
Elizabeth, this has been fun. I'm so glad we got to start uh, with Edward Scissorhands, our holiday season. But yes. we got lots of more holiday surprises coming our way. I am so excited for this season. If you want to share your excitement for this season or let us know what your one costume to rule them all for Edward Scissorhands was, you can leave us a voicemail at 626-515-1826 or send us an email at theartofcostume at gmail.com. Spencer, what are we watching next week? Well, we only have two episodes left this season. And our next... (laughs) I'm excited for this one. Our next episode is a holiday classic. Mm -hmm. We are watching Elf with Will Ferrell. (laughs) We are. And do you want to know a secret, Spencer? What? I don't think I've ever watched Elf all the way through. What? How? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I've seen, like, chunks of it. I don't think I've ever sat down and watched Elf, though. So I'm very excited. I'm excited. I don't I don't think we could get more stereotypical holiday podcast episode than watching Elf. Last year we no. did Grinch, so this year we're doing Elf. <laughs> um, very excited. And if you all are excited, let us know on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod. On TikTok at The Art of Costume. And the holidays are coming up, so you gotta get some podcast merch at theartofcostume.com slash podstore. And never forget to leave us a five-star text review on Apple Podcasts. And I have one thing to plug. Um, You all heard our mini episode with Poor Things costume designer Holly Waddington. That exhibit at the ASU Fiddle Museum is open from December 1st to December 15th. So it's free. Go check it out. Those costumes are incredible. Um, Oscar worthy. So they're incredible. Such a great little Victorian, but not Victorian film that you're all going to love. So go check those out. And that's all I got. Elizabeth. Yeah. Everybody go check that out and have a wonderful week. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. My back hurts. Mine too. I'm over here like struggling. We both look like bears trying to like scratch (laughs) ourselves on a tree or something. (laughs) We need comfortable podcast chairs, Daniel. We do. Audio engineer.